Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management and marketing professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Marketing, and your host for this episode. One of the things I think that we do that is the most interesting in this podcast is to hear real-life stories from the trenches of how product management is thriving in some of today's biggest organizations. And joining us today is Ahmed Abukatar, Senior Product Manager Leader as part of the Innovation Office at Boeing. He's a published author, international speaker, and accomplished athlete. Welcome, Ahmed. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. All right, to start, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into product management? Yeah, I'll be happy to. So um, uh, basically, I lead the product management and innovation discipline um, at Boeing, which is part of the Chief Innovation Office uh, Training and Professional Services. Um, I got into product management about 20 years ago, um, and um, it really was uh, my passion, still is. Um, the idea here is that I, um, which I enjoy the most, I work with uh, customers and uh, I like interaction with customers and building um, products that the customers want and need. And so um, that passion basically transitioned into a professional career and I have been working with different organizations um, in the past uh, 20 years, small and large. Um, and finally, I'm here at, at Boeing uh, leading the product management discipline. So let's go right into, can you tell me about what product management is like at Boeing and how it's evolving? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. So uh, Boeing is a, is a great company and our goal for implementing the product management discipline is to create a mature product management organization capable of producing high quality products and services. And so Boeing has a great history in producing superior products. Uh, in the uh, hardware space and, and and to create a level of consistency across the organization is, is what we're trying to do here uh, by systemizing product management best practices. We are the best in the industry because of our ability to offer the best products for our customers. We are the market leader in the hardware space, so we also want to implement this superior level of product discipline, functional excellence, also in, in, the, in the software and service product line and to continue to deliver superior products, functional excellence in product management is, is a critical component, uh, not only as an organizational function, uh, but most importantly is, is, is as, a, as a competitive advantage and a differentiating capability uh, for us. So we embarked on this journey to achieve these goals. So I know part of this journey includes pragmatic marketing and part of this journey uh, includes SAFE. Can you talk to us a little bit more about maybe just what SAFE is in general for those who haven't heard before and how it's, it's taking form inside Boeing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we adopted both SAFE and Pragmatic and uh, um, we use Pragmatic to identify the market problems and understanding the customers, but then SAFE also is used for um, execution and for uh, development methodology within the organization, which is scaled agile. And so we adopted uh, an incremental implementation plan or a fully functioning pragmatic framework. And there are a number of components that we implemented as part of this integrated um, product management functional excellence program that we call. And I'm happy to walk you through it if you'd like. Oh, absolutely. Please do. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So basically it has um, 
uh, five components um, that we implemented. The first component is the product management core curriculum. Uh, the second is the process integration and uh, then consistent definitions of roles and responsibilities within the team. And then implementing the product management lead organization decisions and outcomes. And finally, discipline executions. And that's where um, pragmatic um, and safe uh, comes, comes into play. So there's obviously a lot in those pillars. So let's dig into each one a little bit more, if we can, starting with the, the core curriculum piece. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first we created standard product management curriculum and we trained our product managers on the pragmatic framework. Uh, this is basically a triad curriculum with the pragmatic framework as the foundational knowledge base. Now, the idea was to establish um, the foundational knowledge for them to speak the right language and uh, use the right tools and processes in a disciplined and consistent way across the entire organization. We also built um, uh, on the knowledge base uh, that they gained from Pragmatic, um, and we developed it. So we initiated our own community of excellence for product managers to share their ideas and best practices, and also to be able to collaborate and learn from one another. So we meet on a regular basis to ensure implementation, alignment, and momentum. This really helped us mature and sustain a very strong culture of innovation, um, by being able to leverage our core strength and competencies as the market leader in the aviation industry, which is what we are deeply passionate about and where our solution provides real value to our customers. It also helped, helped us um, put greater emphasis on, on an outside-in rather than an inside-out thinking with a maniacal focus on the customer. It helped us, our team, better focus on what matters to the customer, better market and problem definition, and better understanding of the market and our customers. And this is not a trivial task, uh, but it is um, very impactful and its impact is very significant. And this is not a trivial task, but, it is, uh, but its impact is, is, is very significant. The difference between developing a product that doesn't sell and building a business depends on the extent to which we validate customer problems early and often so we can minimize or even eliminate the cost of failure. And keeping our finger on the pulse of the market is also fundamental to prioritizing investment and product line focus. Uh, we know that good is the enemy of the great. And to be able to continue to do great things and continue to offer great products, we need to be able to prioritize our ideas and innovation pipeline to ensure that we can say no to good ideas so we can focus on great ideas instead and to be able to accomplish organizational transformation and excellence. This is all about understanding if the customer problems are one urgent, meaning that the customer needs them or needs the solution to these problems now, not later. Two, if they are pervasive, meaning that, that um, this is not a one-off anomalous request but rather a representation of a much larger market opportunity. And finally, is the customer willing to pay for a solution to these problems? It's all about driving measurable and demonstrable business results to increase the efficiency of the workplace for our customers and making their lives and jobs easier and more efficient. So that's the first component. Um, part of that, we also implemented a, uh, or conducted a, a discovery and diagnosis process with our business leaders to identify strengths and gaps 
as well as opportunities for um, low-hanging fruits for us to be able to chase and capture with very minimal alignment effort in the next few years. This process has also helped us in baselining our team in relationship to our short and long-term goals and objectives. It helped us hone in on areas of high importance and high impact. Uh, we also conducted a skill set assessment for all product managers to be able to identify their areas of strengths and weaknesses that they can either leverage or work on in the next few years to be able to fill these gaps with the right training. But we didn't stop there. We also wanted to make sure that people are happy where they are and that they don't leave after getting trained. And for that reason, we also asked them about their, um, the areas where they're most passionate about to ensure that um, they are on the right track uh, for their career development trajectory. So now we are enabling them to be su successful in their current statement of work with an eye on their career plans so we are able to acquire and retain the best talent. A key component of the pragmatic implementation plan was defining and implementing organizational alignments in terms of roles and responsibilities so that product managers are specialized in the three triad areas uh, of pragmatic, including the strategic product management role or the product line manager, the technical and the marketing roles. This way, our teams are aligned and clear on their statement of work and the supporting infrastructure to be successful in creating and commercializing products that our customer wants. So when I hear product managers say, I am too busy, and while this is a true statement in many cases, yes. it is really a byproduct of the fact that these three roles are not well-defined and balanced in the team. And historically, when we tend to uh, assign tasks to product management managers, we ask them uh, too much. Um, and, and what happens when people are overloaded. They gravitate towards their comfort zone and what they're, what, they're, what they're good at, what they're best at. If they came from a technology background, they will do roadmaps and release plans and so on. So it's just the human nature. And in the process, many other very important elements and activities then become an afterthought and ultimately something will get in. So organizational alignment and consistent role definition is so critical. And uh, I'm not talking here about creating a fine line and crisp delineations between these three roles because these three roles overlap with each other in, in, in practice, and that's okay. But the key here is that we need product managers to be specialized in one of these three areas and drive excellence in each one of them. Um, we also wanted to create organizational excellence and organizational infrastructure for product management interaction. So the team is able to collaborate across functional boundaries. So decisions um, are not fragmented across a variety of functions. We want to create a cadence of accountability that begins and ends with the product manager, but permeates throughout the whole organization. We also <clears throat> realize that this means that we need to elevate the product managers into um, cross-functional team leaders with a general uh, manager style giving them the authority uh, to make decisions about the timing of their innovation, pricing, channel strategy, and everything else that might affect the success of their product. And to do that, we also implemented a product-driven organization, creating a single point of uh, product lifecycle accountability and enabling financial transparency down to the product level. Um, finally, we also implemented um, a consistent 
nurture process <clears throat> for ideation and innovation to ensure that all products go through the rigor needed to incubate and mature from discovery to POC, which is uh, proof of concept, to MVP, uh, all the way to uh, productizing these ideas and taking them to market. This also allowed us to align with other frameworks and core executions such as Safe or Scale Agile. Wow. So you guys have been pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So can we, uh, you brought up so many good points and there's obviously so much depth behind each one of those, but there are a couple areas that I think would be great to explore even a little bit further. Um, you talked about, I think you called it a manacle focus on customers, which was a great turn of phrase. And you talked about how important it was and how much work you guys have done to make sure that you're getting regular feedback from the customer and you're solving real market problems. Can you talk a little bit about what sort of um, tools or techniques you guys have put in place sort of to get that feedback loop? Absolutely. So within the product management or the product lifecycle process, uh, early on, early on, very early on uh, in the development or ideation um, phase, uh, we make sure that product managers are engaged uh, with the customers. Um, we basically identify uh, the problems in the market, and we, through validation and talking to the customer, we gain insight into whether the customer wants them, whether they want something else, and then we mature it into creating uh, demos. Um, that we can show to the customer and validate those demos um, early and often and validate them forward. So what that means is that um, quickly we validate, um, quickly we, we pivot them, and uh, if something is uh, is not working right, uh, we make it right. And uh, we, we, we basically do this very nimble and very quick. And again, scaled agile or, or safe helped us a great deal as well. Great. And then what um, you talked a little bit about the roles and definitions. Uh, it's, a, it's a different spot than, than the customer spot, but it is something we always hear people struggle with. And I thought one of the really interesting points you made was how people go back to their safety zone, right? There's a lot to do and you think, how do I prioritize? You tend to prioritize on the things you're very comfortable with. How have you guys as an organization sort of built-in processes or systems or even feedback loops to, to kind of combat that natural reaction? Absolutely. So um, uh, the first step we did is, is to identify a clear statement of work for each role. Um, that helped them really focus on the statement of work and focus on what makes them successful. And it really defined also a number of activities and artifacts and templates and processes that is more relevant to their statement of work. Um, and that's the first step. The second step uh, is an element that I also mentioned, which is the community of um, excellence that we uh, created to align these roles and make sure that people um, are well aware of what their role is and how it interacts and overlaps even with the other two roles, uh, whether they're uh, strategic product managers, um, product marketing managers, or even a technical product manager. Awesome. And then you said sort of like the, the PM-led decisions um, and, and sort of making that part of Boeing's culture, product management-led decision-making. How has the whole organization taken that shift? Was it, was it welcome? Did they have a clear understanding of what product management was? Or was this part of the, the learning and sort of um, rollout process? 
Yeah, Boeing is well known for uh, superior product management discipline. Um, it is not a new thing to Boeing. Boeing mastered this many, many years ago, and that's why we're here. That's, that's part of our core strength and competencies that we leveraged as Boeing. Um, and we're very strong on the hardware side, as I said. We're the market leader in, in, in that space, and we wanted to extrapolate that functional excellence and the practice that we created within the product management discipline to apply it also to the software and service space that we're um, getting into. And so now we're creating uh, great products on both sides and superior quality that our customers um, need and want. Awesome. And you said all of this sort of led to the, to the safe and pragmatic marketing implementation. Can you talk how that's gone, how those have worked together and maybe where they, they had, um, where they complement each other or was there any areas where they sort of competed? Yeah, I have to start by saying that the question isn't about which one of these frameworks to use, but it's rather about which framework can we use and for what purpose. And the key here is to really understand that these frameworks um, are not antithetical to each other in practice and they don't contradict each other. Uh, like any framework, um, the success of any framework is it's as successful as our ability to successfully implement it within the organization by understanding when it should be used and for what purpose. Otherwise, introducing a framework without this process of alignment will create confusion and add more complexity to an already complex environment. Uh, again, so it's not an either or, uh, because like any other frameworks, pragmatic and safe complement each other actually in practice, that's what we found. And they work perfectly for the purpose they are designed uh, for. Um, it is critical uh, point that people, many people um, basically misunderstand when they try to adopt these practices um, uh, in their organizations. Um, and one, by the way, one framework, whether it's pragmatic, BMI, pivotal, strong form product management, um, or save, uh, one, frame, one framework cannot substitute for the other. They need to be coupled and aligned so they can work together well. Um, and this requires a seismic shift, as you mentioned, in, 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 in the way we conduct business, from the way we create a winning strategy all the way to executing it, and even the processes we use to support that. Um, it's all about closing the gaps with the right processes for implementation, uh, leading to the level of maturity in both strategy and execution. For example, uh, Pragmatic is great in helping us identify white space in the market and customer problems that are urgent, pervasive, and uh, the customer is willing to pay for, as I mentioned. This helps in focusing our efforts on customer personas, problem statements, workflows, and pain points, and then the value add that we can deliver to them to eliminate their pain and better uh, their operations. In other words, it, it helps uh, identify the who, the what, and why, building the right solutions for the right market. On the other end of the spectrum, save for scaled agile, as a development methodology helps in the how and when. How to build the solution right, with the right tools and processes, and building it fast in a truly agile fashion so we don't miss the market window. So it's really critical for us to be able to align people and processes around a value stream um, to create a continuous delivery pipeline of the most value for the least amount of time and effort and in an agile fashion. And this helps us do more with less. And then 
Even after that is done, when the product is ready for prime time, Pragmatic guides us through the process of productizing and monetizing our investment by creating a successful go-to-market to go-to-market go focused on uh, value delivery and communication in a way that resonates with the, with the customer who needs that solution the most. And balancing those two frameworks is, is really the difference between doing agile and actually being agile. Mm. And so far, the results uh, have been phenomenal for us. Oh, that's awesome. Well, can you talk a little bit more about the results that you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. So we were able to align these different processes and, and different um, artifacts and different templates and different teams. And the results were better understanding of our customer uh, personas, really. And that this helped us in focusing on the customer, not the technology. And to fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Mm. And this is a behavioral and cultural change that we need to, to sustain because it gives us, um, like I said, a maniacal focus on the customer who buys and uses technology with understanding who actually buys the technology and who actually uses it and, um, and their decision in the buying or use process. And that alone was very impactful in creating and maintaining our competitive advantage. All in all, our implementation of Pragmatic made, made it possible for us to create a culture of innovation powered by product management, functional excellence, and discipline to be able to build the right product for the right market, build it right with the right tools and um, resources that we have, and build it fast so we don't miss the market window, as I said. Um, this also helped us better articulate a value proposition that is so compelling and that resonates with the customer. Here I'm not, um, I'm talking about um, value definition, value creation, and value delivery and communication. And the bottom line in all of this is that the adaptive implementation and, and the adaptive and the consistent implementation of pragmatic and product management best practices um, help us to articulate and, um, the, the, this value pro proposition and to enculturate the discipline into our operational rhythm, how we integrate product excellence into what we do every day, and to continue to deliver superior product quality and better serve our customers. It really helped us uh, turn product management into a competitive advantage and a differentiating capability rather than simply another function in our organization. This is where I see uh, the real strength of product management discipline lies. Uh, it's been a great journey, and we are learning and gaining and uh, uh, learning from that journey a great deal. That's awesome. So um, to your point, it's a journey, and it's incredibly impressive to me how far you guys have come, how well thought out and structured your implementation is, um, the processes you've, your team has put in place, the, the documents, all of those pieces. Can you give us a little hint, um, peek about kind of like what's next? Like all these things you've accomplished, what's the next thing that you want to uh, dive into at your organization? Absolutely. So um, I think the key to all of this is not to, to um, reach a level of maturity that is superior, but actually to maintain that level of superiority in product management. And this is really our, our next step is to continue to drive towards that excellence in, in strategy and execution and product um, uh, and, and product definition and process alignment. Um, ultimately, we wanted to maintain that uh, competitive edge moving forward. Um, and to do that, we need to continue to do um, uh, product management and treat product management as such, which is a competitive advantage. Awesome. 
All right, so we talked about all kinds of things today. Uh, you gave us all kinds of insights to what you do and some great tips. If you were going to have listeners do two things differently tomorrow based on what we talked about today in your experience, what would your suggestion be? Um, if you're talking about uh, su suggestions or recommendations for other organizations, I would say the first thing is to realize the value of product management as um, as, as, as an engine for change. Um, we are creating products and we're selling products. Now our success uh, primarily depends on the success of these products. So we need to actually work on the product discipline to ensure that we're successful in selling these products. So this is the first tip that I would give um, any organization who are interested uh, to implement product management discipline. Um, the second second one is to actually implement um, consistent um, uh, process for implementation um, and, and uh, to have this structure to it um, and, and be very, very disciplined in implementing it. Consistency is a key here, really. Consistency of implementation is key. Um, making sure that everyone, all the teams are aligned. They know what they're doing. They know who to contact when they, when they need help and they understand um, the boundaries of, of these teams. But again, those roles and responsibilities, like I said, they will overlap and that's okay to overlap. Uh, but once people know and understand what they're doing in relation to other teams, uh, they will be a lot better um, synced up, a lot better alignment within the team, and they will be positioned in a, in a better position um, to, to serve their customers. I really enjoyed hearing more about your implementation efforts, which you are, are spearheading over there, Ahmed. And I hope that as your journey continues at Boeing, that we can check in again and see how you've uh, continued to evolve the profession and the role there. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure, Rebecca. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I hope, again, we'll get to meet soon. And thank you, everyone who is listening. That does it for today's episode. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your products, your company, and your career.